Welcome to Comedians with Ghost Stories. I'm your host, writer and comedian, Emily Winter. Enjoy the podcast. Today on the podcast, I'm so excited to have Tookie Kavanaugh. Tookie, thank you for doing the podcast again. Thank you so much for having me again. <laughs> I feel like there there is a ghost that does not want your story out because I your audio, we've tried this. This is our third time. So... Your audio file is out here hating. Yes, yes. And ghosts get into technology and ruin things. So um, anyway, I recorded your first episode and your second so long ago that I forgot your story. So I'm so excited to rehear it because I knew I'm like, I had marked it down and like started. I'm like, oh, this is a really good one. But then I was like, I don't remember what it was. All right. So where does your story take place? Yeah. So maybe I should preface this with also like, yeah, the fact that it's taken three times. Imagine being the ghost who's hating on the like from the other side, like imagine being that petty. Anyway, so I should sort of kind of preface this with like this takes place when I was very, very young Mm -hmm. uh, and my family isn't like super duper religious, but very spiritual. But it's not something that I really internalized, I should say. And this was like a, a moment, but even still, it was just more freaky than like a spiritual awakening kind of thing. Okay. Uh, so, so my mom's paternal uncle had passed away, my great uncle. And it's a family that lives down uh, in Queens. So okay. we uh, headed down to New York for the funeral service. And I was about seven years old at the time. And you were, were you in Boston then? Because I know you're a Boston yeah. comic and okay, great. Yeah, yeah. So we went from Boston to New York for the funeral services. And um, so the night before the funeral, you know, we're all packed into part of the family's apartment. Um, it's like a, you know, tiny New York two bedroom. Yeah. Uh, and my mom and one of our cousins are on the sofa bed and I'm sleeping in a sleeping bag on the floor. You know, we turn in for the night. And then on a far love seat, uh, that's sort of perpendicular to where my mom and other cousin are sleeping is another cousin, uh, like uh, a ver- like the second niece. I don't know how you explain a family tree, but basically um, the deceased's favorite, right? Okay. And I didn't, and <laughs> and it hadn't really sunk in for me that she was his fave um, until that night before. Like we're all fast asleep in the living room, and then for no reason at all, I'm just awake like I just wake up mm-hmm. and I sit up and I see exactly 2 a.m on the VCR clock this Scary is this time. is this is VCR ago <laughs> years ago <laughs> and I'm like oh and I just kind of turn my head to the left to look over um see it you know the sofa bed but then looking over on the far couch when my other cousin is sleeping mm-hmm. and I see a perfect not even shadow silhouette outline but just like my great uncle but he is translucent blue and white and he is just like lovingly standing over my cousin and just looking at her with like a great deal of love his favorite me seven-year-old yeah but like seven-year-old me is like nope yeah yeah, (laughs) of course quietly turn and like sit back down i'm like "Uh -uh, uh uh-uh like i don't want to deal but I, but I told my mom afterwards, and she was just like very moved by the event, um, because like I did not have 
you know, a, a particularly close relationship with my great uncle. Like she loved her, my mom loved, loved her uncle very much, obviously. Um, but yeah, so for me, because I didn't have any sort of direct connection with him, it was like, as like particularly strange just because it's like, whoa, who, <laughs> who is this and how and how, why am I seeing this? Did you know when you saw him that it was him? Instinctively, like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because it was just like, who else could it be, if right. that makes sense? Right. Yeah. And he was, and he was wearing um, an outfit that he particularly well. Like I still vividly like remember it clear as day, because because uh, again, like he was white, translucent with like a blue glow underneath, and he was wearing like this outfit that he usually wears with like the suspenders and the type of hat and the pants. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I very vividly remember that that was him and just kind of, I was describing it to the adults around me just to kind of confirm. And they were like, oh yeah, that's, that's him. Oh my gosh. And they all believed you. Oh, totally. Totally. Yeah. That's wonderful. That's really wonderful. Did they, um, I guess like, did it freak out your cousin that he was like standing over her? A little bit, I get, because, you know, like she was his baby, like that, you know, she was his favorite. And so it kind of, I think it it made it almost too real that he yeah. was no longer physically there, um, but at least that he still loves her just as much from wherever we go. That is so sweet. Did it make you feel, I mean, since you're from a spiritual family anyway, I guess mm -hmm. it probably, I don't know, did it make you believe more or less or like, what did it, how did, did it change you in any way to have that experience? I don't know if it would I, like, I, I don't know if I would say that it changed me like well, when it comes to like West Indian culture and Caribbean culture and everything like there's a lot of spirituality there. So it's something that I've just grown accustomed to with yeah. people from my mom's side of the family. So I, I kind of have always maintained sort of a removed and almost neutral perspective on it just from having been here for the bulk of my life in America rather than um, living with my mom's family or anything. Um, it's not so much that I had, again, like, I don't think I was changed. It was a matter of like, even when I've told this story to other people who have been very, very skeptical, I know what I saw. And right. the fact that I remember it clear as day, like 20, 25 years later at this yeah. point. Yeah. That's, that's wild and beautiful. Um, yeah. do you feel like you have an idea of what happens? I mean, when you die, I mean, to see a spirit like that, like, mm -hmm. I don't know, it would, it would make me think of like, what happens? What do I become blue? <laughs> do I become glowing and blue? You know? Right. I, I wish I knew, I wish I knew, uh, <laughs> I, I honestly, I honestly don't have like a definitive answer even after seeing something as clear just because everybody's life is so different and you don't know how someone who like my great uncle like he was obviously someone who was very full of love mm -hmm. and a very generous person and so maybe that's how that works um for people who have kindness in them um, it, and this isn't like a heaven or hell fire and brimstone kind of thing in me. It's just kind of like, even without being like the most religious or spiritual person, I definitely believe in karma. And I believe in like the energy that you put out um, and how you treat people reflects on you 
and comes back to you. So I'm thinking like, you know, if you just, if you couldn't be bothered with hating on anybody, you know, that maybe that's, that's what happens after yeah. you go. And maybe something else happens if you're just kind of a shitty person. An asshole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's and, amazing. I mean, and it wasn't even, I, I think I remember I told you that this wasn't even my first encounter <laughs> with the oh. other side. Tell me, tell me more. Well, because just a few years later, um, in uh, fourth grade, um, so my my father's side of the family is like Portuguese and Sephardic and everything. And there was this other girl um, in my uh, elementary school class whose family was like 100% Portuguese. And um, we kind of bonded a, a wee bit over that. And um, because my mom worked late, she couldn't always pick me up right after school. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, this girl's grandmother always babysat her. And so it was just kind of like, I kind of got folded into that where it's like, hey, just, you know, watch her after school and then I'll come pick her up from your house. Um, so so nice. we, we developed sort of a, yeah, a connection from there. But this was like a year or so after this girl's grandfather had passed away. And, and this girl and her grandfather, like you've seen daddy's girl, but like this girl was a granddad's girl, you know, like she loved her grandfather and, and which I understand because my grandmother was my everything. Mm -hmm. So I, I definitely understood their bond. That's so sweet. Uh, it is so sweet. Um, and, but at the time, cause like when you're a kid, you can't like fully appreciate those kinds of things. But I know at the time I had mentioned maybe to one or two classmates about the thing that had happened when I was seven. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so at one point, this girl decided that she would utilize me as a medium <laughs> between planes because, oh. because her older sister happened to have a Ouija board in their grandmother's basement. <laughs> that is, so you guys are like, you're like 10 or 11 or something? We're like 9, 10, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, oh, yeah. that's so and sweet. So, and so, <laughs> this is so, this is unbelievably ridiculous, but like, we're in her grandmother's basement and like i'm nervous as hell because she's really like trying to you know force me to utilize this ouija board and contact her grandfather from the great beyond and um we're down there like two little girls just like frantic holding on to the ouija thing i don't know what you call that the ouija thing the little uh, um planchette planchette there yeah. we go so we're holding on to the thing and you know, like Ouija boards are, it's Ouija boards, it's pseudoscience, it doesn't mean anything. But yeah. like, we're, we're holding on to the thing and, and, oh God, forgive me. So she goes, grandpa, grandpa, can you hear us? Can you hear us? And the thing starts moving towards a yes, right? And we're like, oh, it's moving towards a yes. Oh, I got chills. And, <laughs> right, and she's like, grandpa, if you're here right now in, in the basement, Grandpa, if you're here right now, give us a sign. And we hear pop, 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 pop. And we like both freak the fuck out and we run upstairs. But to this day, to this day, I still don't know whether that was actually her grandfather or me farting. I was so nervous and <laughs> I was so afraid. And I retold that story. This was, oh my God. So we were like nine, 10. So I retold that, God, like 15 years later uh -huh. at, at a theater in Boston during a Halloween spooky storytelling show. And I get to the part, like, and, and mind you, at this particular show, they're like, turn off your cell phones, like turn everything off, 
whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, and so everybody has their electronic devices off. I'm in the middle of telling this story and I'm like reciting the part and I go, oh, and the girl says, grandpa, grandpa, if you're here, give us a sign. And a woman's phone begins to ring <gasps> just right on cue from that. And mind you, she had like an old school flip phone and she turned it all the way off and yet it still rang. Was and she like, my phone phone. was off? Yeah. Oh my God. I know. I know. So like everybody lost their mind. So like I, again, I summoned a ghost. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> so I feels like it's, it's possible that you are a little extra sensitive. Do you feel, <laughs> do you ever do anything with that? Do you, do you take to the Ouija board nowadays or like, Oh God, Lord, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's, it's not my thing. Totally not my thing. Again, like I'm very, very agnostic in a lot of ways. Um, but I know that we at least, I, I, I don't know what is out there and I don't know that we know and I, there is or isn't whatever higher power. Um, but I, but after what I saw when I was seven, I'm like, we go somewhere or the energy transfers somewhere. Cause mm -hmm. you know, that whole thing about like energies never, energy never dies. It just gets transferred. Mm -hmm. Our, our essence, our energy, something goes somewhere. And depending on how you lived your life here and how you treated others, it could be a nice blue light or it could be farts. I don't know. Um, <laughs> did you tell your friend about what happened when you did it at the storytelling show? No, cause we, we lost touch after high school. So I haven't yeah. seen her forever. Um, oh but yeah, I definitely summoned a ghost in a theater and it may or may not have been her grandfather. <laughs> Just and it like, may or may not have been him the first time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so funny. I, I don't know. Next time I'm in Boston or if you're in LA and you want to do Ouija or something, I might, I might have to pull out the board because you have, a, you have a talent. It, you have a talent. Okay. I'm down to do it, but we have to do like the circle assault or something afterward. Cause like yes. I, <laughs> we need to sage and, and like cleanse ourselves. Yes. I'm very scared. Yeah. I just don't want to risk it. <laughs> no, totally. We so when I was bulk recording a previous season before the pandemic, um, I had people doing it in my little apartment in Brooklyn, and so I did so many so fast that uh, weird stuff started happening in my apartment. And I'm not a spiritual like I. I mean, mm -hmm. I I'm not a. I always say I'm a new soul. Like I'm not an old soul. Like I have no contact. I have no like previous knowledge. I have no wisdom. And that's why people think that I'm younger than I am, which I love. Um, but yeah, so, so weird stuff started happening. So anyway, I'm a total true believer. So if we ever try to summon a ghost together, we are doing any kind of all the cleansing rituals after. <laughs> Again, like I said, down to do it, but like, we got to take, I, like, I'm scared just cause I'm not, you know, What's the word for that? Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to push what I believe onto other people. Mm -hmm. But as someone who knows what she saw, I'm very much like, okay, if we do it, like do the salt. <laughs> Something. Like I don't want to mess with this yeah. too much. Yeah, I'm like, I will take Bino and X-Lax beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, it, it, it would be so funny if I was just was nervously farting on each other. Um, That is hilarious. <laughs> Um, okay, Chucky, I know you got to go. You got to go to a show tonight. Um, do you have any other stories before we wrap up and find where people can, we hear all about you? 
plug in your stuff? Other stories, other stories. I will say I have led a life where I have very much trusted vibes. So I think my one big takeaway for listeners would be to like, if you feel a vibe, trust that vibe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And also, and also treat people well. That is so lovely. Do you feel like, do you have like an example? I mean, I totally agree. And like trusting your instincts and your gut is like so important. Do you have like an example of some time that you did that? And you're like, that was absolutely, my intuition just knew. Okay. If I tell this story, you promise it won't like super traumatize your listeners, right? Oh, no, I, I, it probably will. Uh, but trigger warning listeners. Yeah, let's do it. Trigger warning. Great. Um, so my first day of kindergarten, (laughs) my first day of kindergarten and mind you, this is like, oh God, I, after coming to the States, I very much was aware of the fact that like little girls who looked like me, um, did not get on the news. And this was like, not long after the whole, like Jean Benet thing. I'm like, I know, I understand why I had to understand at a very young age, why she didn't, you know, why, why she received news coverage, but girls who looked like me did not. Yeah. Um, yeah. and so that's something I like very, you know, again, I was cognizant of that from a young age. And sorry, um, where were you born? Oh, outside the U S I was born in the Caribbean. Great. Don't worry about it. Neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I still have U S citizenship because my dad's American. Uh, <laughs> you're like, don't try to dig on this. I'm not gonna, yeah. Hey, kick me out. Uh, okay. But yeah, so so when I started kindergarten, um, I I like I'd been warned about stranger danger, but I also grew up in a part of Boston that's just like very much safe, white collar, not in the news, right? Mm-hmm. People don't necessarily like I wouldn't say people don't have their doors locked at or, or unlocked at night, but people I think took their security for granted. Mm-hmm. Either either way. So my first day of kindergarten, um, and this was the 90s, you know, like parents were a lot more lax in a way and yes. helicopters didn't really enter in until uh, like, you know, post 9-11, I want to say. Yeah. Um, like heavy handed helicoptering, you know. I never made that uh, connection in my head, uh, but that's totally true. Yeah, I was going to say the early yeah. aughts and that makes total sense. Everyone was just generally yeah. a little bit freaked out. Yeah. Yeah, but it was just like this heightened anxiety for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the 90s, parents were a little bit more lax and a little bit more trusting of their kids' own abilities to take care of themselves in to an extent, depending mm-hmm. on their age. So I'm waiting for my mom outside in the area, like behind the school where the kids are for recess. And of course, my mom uh, in her profession is just a chronically late person because it's hard work in the medical field. It's not easy. Like when you're a nurse, uh, RN or whatever, like it's, you know, sometimes you just, yeah. Um, And this guy approaches me, this, this grown adult man, and he starts to chat me up. But I'm like, I don't, like his vibe, but I didn't know necessarily what that meant at the time. Right. Because mind you, I also skipped a grade when I came to the States because uh, wow. US public education is <laughs> not great. <laughs> so like I, you know, I, but yeah, I was, I was a little kid still. Um, and I did, again, I did not know what that meant, but I was like, I don't like this guy. I don't, I don't trust this guy. I've never met him before. And there have been mm-hmm. strangers who I've never met before but i'm like i don't mind your vibe right but this guy i was like 
something, something, I wouldn't say like a, I didn't get like red flashing danger, 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 but I was like, I'm not feeling it. Right. Right. And so he's chatting me up and he's like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm your mom's friend. So meet me here tomorrow. When do you get out of school? I was like, oh, two o'clock. And he's like, okay, meet me out here. I'll be here two o'clock sharp. I'm your mom's friend. I'm going to pick you up for her uh, instead of her uh, tomorrow. So meet you there. I was like, yeah, I, uh, okay, sure, sure, sure. Oh I'm just God. like, I'm going along with it, right? Right. Face right now. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so scared. Your face, I mean, you're I here now, so I, I know, I, I know, know it has a happy Listeners, but yeah. I'm here. <laughs> so, so I'm just, you know, I'm doing, I'm giving him the nod and smile, and I'm like, ooh, isn't that feminine? Like, as an adult, like looking at it from like an adult perspective too, it's like, ooh, is it this, is this like femme female conditioning where you're like, you nod and smile at a man who might be scary, yes. uh, right? Um, so yeah, so I have like, I'm thinking about like girl on the news who went missing, Mm -hmm. um, and girls who don't look like me. I'm putting that together in my mind. I'm putting to also putting together the fact that I'm like, yeah, but my mom, my mom also hates people. So I don't know how she would have a friend. (laughs) There's friends I don't know about. Yeah. Right. Right. So I'm like, Hmm, you know, and um so the guy's just like yeah 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 i'm your mom's friend uh you know you get out of school right yeah i'll pick you up here be here two o'clock sharp i'll make sure to take you home and i'll let your mom know and i'm like cool cool great this is also pre-cell phones right so the next day rolls around and i decide to hang back and wait a little bit and i kind of mosey on over to the school cafeteria where they have the designated after school program, but this is for like kids who are um, six and up. Mm-hmm. So I was not quite old enough to be part of the after school program because the expectation was that kindergarten parents and pre K parents make like that you you pick your kid up right away. But I kind of mosey down and I'm like, well, they got Legos. Let me do some Legos. And I look at the clock. I see, and I, we're learning to read clocks at this point. I'm looking at the clock. I see two o'clock. And I see 201 and I'm like, let me keep playing. And I just let the time pass. So like I stood up my kidnapper basically, or potential kidnapper. I stood this dude up basically. Uh, And, you know, my mom ended up getting tied up at work. So it it was just, it just worked out that I hung back in the after school and they, they didn't make a stink about it. They weren't like, you're not supposed to be here. Um, But my mom was able to come and uh, get me. And it was like two, two 33 o'clock or sometime around that. And I never like, told her about it until years and years and years later because i kind of knew that she'd be like oh my god we're taking you out of the school but ever since then never saw that dude again (gasps) i think yeah yeah dude um when you finally told her did she totally freak out i think it was an internal panic i don't think she i don't think she i don't think she showed me out on the outside she didn't she's she didn't become like overly emotional about it or anything we're not like you know, super duper emotional as a mm-hmm. family. Um, but she she just kind of nodded like, okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, you did. You stood up your would-be kidnapper. That is amazing. Yeah. Because you I just, just had like a feeling. Vibe. Yeah. yeah. I didn't like Holy his vibe. Shit. And I knew that I would not be on the news if something happened to me. Right, 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 right. So I was just like, let me go play Legos. Wow. Oh my gosh. Wow. I am so glad that you told this story. I, I we didn't talk about this last time. So this yeah, is wonderful. Yeah. Holy cow. <laughs> oh yeah, my gosh. Trust I your instincts. 
That is the that is a wonderful takeaway on this. That is amazing. Um, okay, Tookie, where can people find you on the internet? Plug anything you would like to plug and tell the world about anything you want. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I am all over Beyonce's internet being problematic. You can find me on all <laughs> platforms at Tookie Monster, T-O-O-K-Y Monster. It's like Cookie Monster, but it's me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, I'm wreaking havoc on TikTok, and uh, eh, you know, a, just a little bit on on Twitter sometimes, every now and then. Oh, good for you. And you are in Boston, obviously doing a bunch <laughs> of shows because I know you're leaving for one now. Um, yeah. Oh, tookiecavanaugh.com. K-A-V-A-N-A-G-H, no you. We don't do okay. that here. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. And that's where you can find my schedule. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for doing the podcast. Thank you again for having I'm Listeners, hey, I'm here. Just this trust is, your instincts. Maybe it was all to get that last story out for somebody that needs to hear it. Maybe that was the reason. Yeah. Third time's a charm. Anyway, yeah. thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Comedians with Ghost Stories. If you are enjoying this podcast, please rate and review it so more people can find it. And have a wonderful week.